Welcome back to Orange. You glad we watched the OC where the birds are giving bird <laughs> and the girls are giving goodbyes. <laughs> I'm Sarah and this is Evan. What up, y'all? And we are today recapping. Married spouses. We are married spouses <laughs> as opposed to the other kind of spouses, the unmarried spouses. <laughs> Sorry, we're recapping. Today we are talking about episode 21 well, yeah. of season one of the OC entitled The Goodbye Girl. Oh shit, I gotta get my rubber band. Oh shit, you do. Talk amongst yourself. I am so bad at talking amongst myself and you know this. I'm very upset. Okay, so now that I'm on the mic by myself, I need to tell you about my husband's butt. What about it? It's a real good butt. Okay, good. That's what I was hoping you'd say. <laughs> I'm back. You're back. Um, do we want to go over how we're feeling, how the news is, what happened? Do you have anything to put in the news? Do we have a news item this week? Uh... We have been spending this afternoon, basically, you just got up from a nap because uh... we are digesting a delightful brunch with uh, from when we hung out with friend of the show, Mary. Hi, Mary. And had brunch. <laughs> is it a nap if you never fell asleep? What is it? It's a, I don't know what to call it, a rest? I suppose, yeah. Yeah. We're still digesting food. We're probably not firing all on all cylinders, so this will be a experiment for everyone. I am drinking Vov because I got a raise. And as a present to myself, I got a bottle of fucking Vov. And if any of you have a problem with it, you can get into our inbox on Tumblr. <laughs> I don't remember what the Tumblr o thing is. O-Y-G-W-W-T-O-C dot Tumblr dot com. Dot com. There we go. <laughs> there we go. If any of you want to hit us up there. That's where we can be up hit. Mm hmm So, hit. Yes. The kindergarten playgrounds said no hitting. Here, you can hit us up mm -hmm. on Tumblr.com. Yep. The last vestiges of uh, uh, a mildly less enshittified social network. Ah, yes. And you taught me all about enshittification this weekend. I got to say enshittification like five times. It was great. It was fantastic. There's an article on Wired about the enshittification of TikTok and just kind of describes the life cycle of every platform, internet platform. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's very accurate. Go look it up. Yeah, it's creepy accurate and it's written very, very well. Uh-huh. And it gives you a little bit of... Um, 
the inside scoop that I'm sure all of you have witnessed, but not maybe if you're like me, not necessarily put the dots together, connected the dots as to what's really going on. But yeah, fascinating. And as much as you, Evan, are a Tumblrina. Mm, you know it. Their Tumblr is not exempt from oh, of course not. this cycle. No, of course it's not. No. But um, there are still elements of Tumblr that I really prefer. Like, uh, I can look at my feed, which is literally only the people that I follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I can turn off things like, oh, stupid Tumblrs for you. Uh, or, or suggested for you or based on your likes or whatever uh-huh. it is. I'm like, I don't want you to fucking show me shit, Tumblr. Fuck you. You don't know me. I will follow who I fucking follow, and I don't want to hear from anybody else. And also, I run Firefox with uBlock Origin, which means I don't see any ads. I live an ad-free existence in my internet when I am on my desktop and on my mobile device because I also have Firefox for my Android with uBlock Origin. Riddle me this. If you don't see any ads, how do you have all of these bags of pretty litter? (laughs) I get those for my my personal bathroom habits. And a third love bra. I am a pretty kitty. Pooping in my third love bra. <laughs> I don't have. I don't think I have any news items this week. I don't think I'm trying to ignore all the horror stories coming from all the various red states of this goddamn shithole country. Uh huh. Um, now DeSantis, what wants to literally be able to kill people uh, with through uh, fucking capital punishment for trying to get care for their transgender children or care for themselves if they are transgender. I just, uh, we're probably not allowed to advocate for violence on any kind of internet platform, but I do hope Ron DeSantis dies an extremely gruesome death. Look, if we weren't deplatformed entirely as a result of last week's episode, no one fucking cares about oh, anything that we're saying. listeners about President Zelensky showing hole. <laughs> we'll never let Sarah forget that one. We did teach Evan at brunch and on the way home that there's an entire AO3 area area devoted to uh, speculative fiction about Zelensky and Zelensky's bodyguard. It's hot. <laughs> okay, that's it for the news. Bloop. Let's dive headlong. Bloop, let's dive. Okay. Into fucking this thing. So. This episode that we actually, both of us, found relatively delightful. It was, um. After we were done watching it, I'm, 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 this is not me interrupting you. This is me completing a thought before it completely leaves my head. I interrupt. Go ahead. I, I don't interrupt. I apologize. Go ahead. For nothing, because I'm not interrupting. <laughs> um, at the end of the episode, before I like, closed my eyes, um, I remember telling you something like, sometimes I like this show. (laughs) It was a particularly witty episode. It was snappy. It wasn't extremely high stakes to jump way ahead. There were punches. We love it when there are punches. Return to form. We are punch girlies. (laughs) With the punching. What did I say? I was like, here comes Mr. Punch. (laughs) And sure enough, Mr. Punch, he did a come calling. He he came a calling. He's like like Froggy in the song. Yes. Where Mr. Punch came a courtin' and he did ride. (laughs) A smack a smack a. So, 
Here is a kind of logistical issue that I have with this opening scene. You're going to have to remind me what the opening scene is. They're in the breakfast nook. As always. As always. And um, Seth is basically writing letters to Penthouse about Ryan kissing Teresa and asking him what kind of a kiss it was and if there was tongue so he can update his Zanga <laughs> later. <laughs> and if I recall correctly... This is also an Aaron Sorkin tracking shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, we follow Ryan and Seth uh, from the breakfast book. Breakfast book. From the breakfast book. Through the backyard into the pool house. Yeah. Which is where we end. Mm-hmm. And then the, the girls come in. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so, but yeah, Seth is like, did you use tongue? But then what is he also talking about? He's also talking like, about Is Teresa. she going to get a job? Is she going to stay here? Where is she going to work? Is she going to live here? Is she going to lease her rent? It's just this barrage of questions that for a brief second makes you think that Seth is not 100% self-involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun. But here's my logistical issue with this scene and with all of the breakfast scenes. How early we have established that no one is on the soccer team or the polo team or the anything team. They're teens. Why are they this articulate at what I would assume is six or seven o'clock in the morning before they are going to school? You have a nephew and a niece <laughs> around that age. Have you ever known them to say words before like 12 p.m.? No, sometimes we have game days where I'll go over there and I'll have breakfast with my sister and my brother before the kids get up. And when the kids do get up, usually the most they can muster is sort of like a. <laughs> If you're the girl, she goes, coffee. <laughs> if you're the boy, you just sort of go, rocks. Yeah. They'll become humans later in the day, but they are not in the morning. Yeah. But we're having this very uh, one-liner filled conversation about Teresa. It's extremely erudite. And also, I found myself, and I don't know if this is something that you experienced, but while Seth was talking and walking, the very first, I was sitting there going, that's a lot of lines for Adam Brody to have to memorize. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a lot. It was a big thing. <gasps> I forgot to. OK, we're going to go back to the news segment for a second. So this week, fuck me. earlier this week, I listened to. Adam Brody, who was following me around on a podcast. Um, it's the it's a very stupid name, but whatever. It's Pod Crushed. Pod Crushed, if you would like to come on our podcast, then you're not stupid anymore. It's fine. <laughs> you're great. I love you. Um, it's, it's, it's Penn Badgley talking to celebrities about their high school experiences. Mm. Penn Badgley is the guy from You. 
Yeah, he's you. got the hair. Yeah, he's got the hair. You like the hair. I, I like him. I, whatever. It's not the hair. It's I like his whole deal. It's not just the hair. So Adam Brody was on this podcast talking about his middle school and high school experiences. And he talked a little bit about being on the OC and how, okay, there's a trilogy of male characters who uh, you know how we used to call him seth insert yep so he really is the stand-in for the creator of the television show josh groban (laughs) i can't fucking remember his last name josh brolin josh schwartz yes oh my god how the fuck? Because it's in enormous letters at the end of. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yes. It's like it's basically the Dick Wolf of this ep- of these shows. Well, as we know, I can't read. Oh, that's true. So famously illiterate. <laughs> famously illiterate. You but, struggle to get that English degree. So from I told you about the television show Chuck last time. Yes. So I didn't know or didn't remember that Josh Schwartz did that show. Um. So. Uh, Penn Badgley's character on Gossip Girl, uh, Seth Cohen on The O.C., and Chuck from Chuck are all meant to be stand-ins for Josh Schwartz. Wow, he just likes putting himself in his shows but not being in his shows, huh? I want to know what kind of whom you know where the bodies are buried. That was not a sentence... Like, how is, how are you a person who gets to do that three times in Hollywood? You know, what kind of money does he have? What kind of Nepo babyism does he have? Do you want me to look it up? Does he know? No, that's fine. These are all rhetorical questions, but how? How? Yeah, he he knows some, someone's dirty secrets, doesn't he? I think so. Okay, so they are now in, going back to the show, we're, we're done. But um, Adam Brody said that he does not remember any specific experiences being good or bad on the OC, which means he absolutely does, but does not want to say on a podcast. Oh. Because the last time that uh, Penn Badgley expressed any opinion on a podcast he said hey this is cool i convinced the people on the television program you to reduce my sex scenes because i was uncomfortable with them and the whole internet had many field days like what I don't with know, that what what did they do with that what they were they like possibly have done with that they were like why don't you want to do sex scenes what's wrong with you the internet was a mistake the internet was a mistake anyway to continue with our show that's on the internet exclusively <laughs> <laughs> so you're correct they've done this uh aaron sorkin tracking shot they're now in the pool house and they're talking about like what highway is Teresa going to take to see you. I assume Mm -hmm. that's some kind of Mm -hmm. inside LA joke. Um, and whom should walk in? Well, it's because Ryan is being sort of, I wouldn't say elusive. He just doesn't have any answers. Oh, he absolutely does not want to say whether they kissed with tongue. 
he's like, why would you ask me that? What the fuck is wrong with you? Which Mm -hmm. is fair. It is a good question. What the fuck is wrong with Seth Cohen? And the answer is probably a lot of things. Seth is, um, Seth is facetiously horny. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, it's sort of the whole gist. What do you mean facetiously? Uh, I don't know. I was looking for a word like, I was looking for an emphatic word, but that's not what facetiously means. Facetiously means funny or as a joke. Uh huh. Um, no, I was, I was looking, I was struggling for like. Preternaturally? Um, temp, not temporarily. Not indefatigably. Constantly? Not, uh, well, no, we see that he's not in a later scene where Summer's trying to make you out with him and he's like, yeah, I'd rather think about Anna. Blar, blar, blar. We'll get to that. Yeah, this is a real, spoiler alert, this is a real We Hate Seth episode, by the way. So <laughs> anyone who's like, a you know, changing their stance to one of like fandom slash standom for when Seth Jansen and he, nah, yeah, what was his full name we made up? Sethren, Seth, Seth. Sethren. Sethany. I, I Sethany. Like Sethany. <laughs> Fansteries. Fans got nothing <laughs> wish i would have been able to fall asleep in that nap <laughs> anyway ryan doesn't have any good answers because we're all pretty sure Teresa doesn't have any good answers right like there's not much of a plan and um um yeah uh, seth asks a question that's like you know are you guys dating now what's going on like blah 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 are you boyfriend girlfriend and what ryan says something like it's not like we're going to see each other that often anyway or something. And then who the fuck should walk through the door? But of course. With perfect morning hair again at 7 a.m. And everyone is fucking 17 <laughs> in this scene. It's Teresa. It's Teresa. She's like, hi, boys. I was wondering if you wanted to ride to school. And they're like, yeah, that would be cool. Um, why? 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 Why doesn't Seth have a car? Did they finally decide he's not allowed to take the Range Rover everywhere after it was trashed multiple times? I mean, if that was a decision that was made, I feel that we should um, be made aware of it as the viewer. Dude, that it. No. <laughs> you and I both fucking know. This show will throw consistency under the bus given a moment's notice just to continue whatever to, bizarre random plot they've decided needs to continue. Yep. So Teresa, instead of looking for a job or doing whatever. Or going to high school like or, a high schooler would do. Uh-huh. Or living in Chino like someone that lives in Chino would do. Like... It makes sense that she left town because she wanted a better or different life or really just wanted to use that excuse to be close to Ryan. But you got to find a job, baby. You cannot stay in the Mermaid Inn forever. She keeps saying, she says multiple times throughout this episode, I have today off. From what? From what? Is she... Going back to Chino? From school? From life? To... Does she have the day off from life? Because part of this whole episode's plot is the fact that she doesn't have a job. Right. And that she will need to get one if There's she's There's a whole last scene where they're there. going through the classifieds. classifieds. yeah. So anyway, you know, she, a lot of the time she's like, I have today off, we could go to the park. And it's like, yeah, from fucking what? 
Writers of this show get into our direct messages on Tumblr. Make a Tumblr profile <laughs> specifically to talk directly to us. People you do not know exist. Yes. But yes. So while they're accepting this ride, who else should show up to offer the boys a ride? Also looking very jaunty and put together again at fucking 7 a.m. The bangs are a little less egregious in the last episode, but they're still like... They're still banging. It's Marissa, everybody! It's Marissa! She's like, everybody... Oh, I didn't know you would be here, Teresa! (laughs) Everyone gets very awkward. There's a lot of eye acting. Yep. There's a lot of like swallowed words. She's like, I just thought maybe you guys would like a ride. (laughs) And she makes some kind of like very pointed comment about, oh, it would make sense for me, a person who lives here Um, and who goes to their school. Well, this is, yeah, so uh, Seth tries to sort of calm things down. He's like, I'll oh, yeah. go with Marissa. Ryan, you can go with Teresa. And Marissa's like, no, no, this is this is stupid. No, I should just go. And Teresa's like, no, 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 this is stupid. I should just go. It makes more sense for you to take them anyway. And that's where Marissa's like. Yeah, it does. She's like, yeah, maybe because we go to the same school or I live here. <laughs> And then there's another yeah. awkward silence, and she's like, uh, 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 I gotta go. And then Teresa's also like, I, I gotta go. And then it's delightful because neither of them have a ride to school. And Seth goes, looks like we're hitchhiking. Da, na, 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 na. <laughs> yep. I always like it when they nearly cut the person off when they jump to the opening credits. <laughs> um, so we're now in the kitchen again, and we see first Marissa come through and say hello to Sandy and Kirsten and then Sandy and Kirsten sort of make eyes at each other like what? And then Teresa comes through and calls them Mr. and Mrs. Cohen. (laughs) Oh yeah, Marissa says Sandy and Kirsten. Yes. Teresa's like Mr. and Mrs. Cohen. Um, The other thing that we get introduced to in this scene where were you going to talk about it? Go ahead. Le Magasin. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, magazine means store, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Well, whatever. The magazine. Okay, but first, before that, um, the Cohen parents kind of give Ryan some elbow digs about <laughs> Teresa and ask the same exact questions about... Sandy asks the same exact questions about, like, where's she going to live? Where's she going to find Elise? Is she looking to buy? Blah, blah, blah. And it's a fun little parallel to what Seth said in the very first scene. I think we introduced the magazine first. Do we? I think, yeah, I think we get that out of the way as the framing device, and then we jump into all the relationship stuff with the kids. Oh, yeah. He does it before they come into the room. I think the opening shot is one of... So Caleb Nickel is on the cover of Riviera Magazine. Which definitely exists. As Man of the Year. Which, why is there a Man of the Year? And he's looking very dour and serious in his cover. And Kirsten is reading it, I'm pretty sure. And she's like, this fucking guy. And uh, uh, Sandy's like, yeah, this fucking guy. (laughs) I don't remember what they're talking about, but they're like, he does not deserve to be man of the year. And um, if you remember viewers from last episode, 
Sandy is sort of caught in the middle of Uncle Sean's uh, malfeasance and how that uh, could potentially implicate uh, Caleb Nickel and, uh, more importantly, Kirsten. Yep. Correct. Uh, There you go, scene. Yep. And then scene. And then scene. (laughs) Uh, Ryan does not answer any of their questions about the leasing or the buying or the whatever. And it's like, school! I gotta go to school! And he, like, runs off. We don't know how he gets there. Uh, well, well, no, we do know because then Seth uh, says, by the way, mom, we're going to need a ride. Yeah. And she says, hey, Sandy, uh, I can take them. It's on the way to work. I guess what I'm saying is I don't know how Ryan thinks he's going to get there. He just <laughs> kind of bolts. He's just going yeah, to run, I guess. <laughs> just tell Tom Cruise. Yeah, jackknife his arms up and down and just dash over there. Yep. Seth asks Kirsten for a ride and then Kirsten asks... Uh, Sandy, do you know if you're going to represent Sean or not? Yeah. And Sean, and uh, Sandy. Sandy's like, I'm thinking about it. Uh-huh. And she's like, it would be really helpful. Uh, and she doesn't. She still doesn't know all of the shit. Yep. And Sandy's like, I'm thinking about it. Yep. Yeah. So now we have the part where I paused and asked you, how, when did Luke become some kind of Buddhist monk? Yeah, this is a great scene. I'm very much Team Luke in this episode. We like love 100% Luke. Hundred percent now. We love Luke. The 180 degrees that I have done on one Luke Westminster uh, <laughs> is one Luke Luke Westminster dog show. <laughs> Luke Downton Abbey. Yes, I've come around totally. He's playing a wistful guitar in the quad, you guys. Right, it's such an early 2000s riff, uh-huh. the riff that he's doing, and his hair parted in the middle with, like, those, what do you even call it? It's not bangs. What is it when your hair does, like, that floop? It goes up and down? What do you even call that? Is there a word for that sort of floop? I think we just called it floppy hair. Floppy hair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's got his floppy hair and his big jaw and he's playing this extremely 2000s jaunty like just off the top of my head I just came up with that by yourself something like that anyway <laughs> and who comes upon him but one Marissa Cooper Coop 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 and Coop is like now would be the time to ask what your feelings were like when I broke up with you <laughs> and this is where the Zen Buddhist monk part comes in what does she ask she's like do you you know when yeah, was it hard for you when Ryan and I were going out after you and I broke up and he's like, fuck yeah, it was. And, and that's it. He's like, yep. nah, 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 nah. no, <laughs> no. He's like, yes, it hurts to see people break up with each other. But the thing that he said was that was incredibly insightful was something along the lines of stop trying to make things the way they were. Oh, yeah. Because he says, um, uh, fucking, uh, he says, fuck. 
oh yeah he's like um you know but it made sense uh and it wouldn't have happened if i hadn't and then he sort of lets shit. that trail off yeah. yeah um yeah and then he's like um yeah he said something along the lines of the sooner you the sooner you whatever he's like the yeah the faster you come to terms with the fact that things aren't going to be the same things won't be the, the, exactly the same yeah the faster you'll get over it and can move on that's yeah. what he says at the end the thing again that prevents him from full full Buddhist monkinship in this scenario is that he is literally sleeping with Marissa's yeah, mom. Yeah, that he is dicking down her mom down on her the mom. regular, just yeah. dicking her up and down and sideways, uh-huh. like as often as he possibly can. And obviously, uh-huh. soccer isn't a thing that happens anymore. So I'm guessing he has no extracurricular activities except Marissa's mom. Wah, wah. I think there are some technical colleges where you can transfer doing Marissa's mom <laughs> into credit <laughs> at a four-year university. <laughs> but given that we don't have a definitive answer to that, we're going to hop to the next scene. Yep. Which is uh, Seth, Summer, and Anna at lunchtime with a copy of Riviera Magazine, yep. which again definitely exists. Summer is reading it and she's like, oh my gosh, it's like everyone we know is famous. And Anna is weird and sarcastic about how fulfilling it must be to have be on the cover of Riviera Magazine. And Summer is giving her dust, as they say. Is that a thing they say? It is a thing that they say. What does that mean? She's she's not picking up on any of the sarcasm. She's not riffing with her. She's not playing with her. She's very earnest and uh there's the Picasso joke is there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um fuck, what is the Picasso joke? Take us joke? through the Picasso joke. I don't Evan. fucking remember what it is. Chin is the new nose. That's what Picasso said? Yes. Yeah, so... Um, They're talking about how everyone has had chin implants. Like, because the society ladies on the society pages of Riviera Magazine have had the plastic surgery, according to Summer. Mm-hmm. And chin... Im- uh, it's something along the lines of, is chin implants a thing that you can do? And they go, chin is... Someone says, chin is a new nose. And... Um, Anna mm-hmm. says I heard that's what Picasso said. Yeah. And Summer's re- response is oh how much does he charge? Yeah. Or something like that. And Anna gives a look and then Summer's like gotcha. I'm not that fucking stupid. I'm just shallow. <laughs> Go off. Yeah. Like Go honestly. Off, Summer. <laughs> yeah. All they've really had to do to make Summer more palatable is just make her self-aware. Yeah. They haven't like changed. A, well, no, that's not true. They've changed a lot of her personality attributes, but they've made her self-aware. And also secretly smart is a kind of through line that's been happening with her. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, Anna's like, all right, I'm, uh, I'm uh, leaving, and uh, she's like, "Fuck you guys! I hate this joke. I hate this through line. I'm going back to Pittsburgh." And they're like, "Ha ha ha! Do you mean you're getting dessert?" And she's like, "No, I'm going. I'm literally moving back to Pittsburgh. I'm fucking off back to Pittsburgh. I'm moving there permanently." And I don't know if we're gonna announce a count for it, but this is, excuse me, the second time 
that someone has said, I'm going to get dessert and no one gets dessert. <laughs> dessert Watch 2023 starts now. Chung Chung. Chung Chung. Is that trademarked? Can we not do the Chung Chung? Is it uh, owned by Dick Wolf? So, again, no one cares. We could do it backwards. We could do Schnuck Schnuck. Schnuck Schnuck. Wait, no, it, would, it wouldn't be Chung. No, it would be Notch Notch. It just rolls off the tongue. It really does. Notch, notch. <laughs> Doesn't remind me of something a character in the ring would say when they're coming out of the TV screen or whatever in the least. <laughs> they just kind of gargle at you. Knock. Notch, notch. <laughs> okay, cool. That's our new. Uh, that's our new chunk chunk sound. Perfect. Love it. This will catch on like wildfire. This is the thing that's going to put us put us up to the moon, baby. So Fucking we... Headgum is going to just be ringing our doorbell. <laughs> so we cut to Ryan and Teresa in Teresa's uh, very fancy but older model convertible. Yes. And Teresa is going through the classifieds. To try and find a job apart from the job that she took the day off of. You're right. <laughs> she's like, I'm so glad that you. Oh, wait, no. Um, yeah, she's like, I'm glad you called me to come over, Ryan, to the school that you go to that I don't go to. Uh-huh. Ryan, and we're sitting in my expensive car looking at the class of ads. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, sexy maid. And he's like, nah. What is the one? She's like, I could do this, but then I would look bad in the... Oh, park ranger. Yep. I'd look bad I in would the look hat. bad in the hat. He misses an opportunity to be like, babe, you'd look sexy as fuck in that hat. I'd dick you down up wise and side nows in that hat, baby. <laughs> That's what he should have said. But he's like, at least you get to put out fires. Would I make a good park ranger? Yeah, you. I'd dig you down sideways and fuck nows in that in a, in a park ranger hat. Yeah, that was the correct answer. But also, you would uh, you'd be able to put out fires. But the problem is, you're so smoking hot, you would start more fires than you put out. I would be a fire hazard. I would be a fire starter. Uh, how does it go? A pumpkin instigator. I, that's not. No. I don't think there's any chicka wows. No, there's no chicka wows. In British electronica artists. So also. The prodigy. <laughs> this is another notch. I that was a that was a very. Oh no 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 That's how it goes. Uh huh. I figured it out. Uh huh. Except you're totally in the wrong key. Yeah? Yeah. That's closer. That's closer. We're going to play just enough <laughs> of Fire No, we're going to get DMCA takedown. No, we're just going to do enough to have it fair use. You can do fair use. <laughs> what is fair it. use? <laughs> okay, yeah, there. Stop it, 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 stop it. Okay. Oh god, we almost got fair used. I mean, we almost got DM- <laughs> we almost got DMCA'd. So it's in that key, whatever we almost, that is. We almost got dim cod. Yes. So what I wanted to say 
about this scene is it takes me even further out of them being realistic teenagers <laughs> yes. because realistic teenagers do not hang around in their fucking John, our brother-in-law knows a ton about cars, likes to collect. Collect uh, is a strong word. Had a car that he had to sell, but anyway. Yes. But he knows about older model convertibles. This is like a car show fucking car. It is. So they're hanging out in the car show fucking convertible and, I don't know, having prune juice and <laughs> circling want ads. Yeah, multiple people drink out of these extremely anonymous fast food uh, Slurpee cups with straws. Um, Seth and, Seth is drinking out of one when, he, when Summer wants to be making out with him. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. Something just tells me this is a prop that they had lying around mm. that they decided to make use of in multiple scenes. I don't think that's anonymous. I think that's supposed to be another nod to California culture. I think it's in and out Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But anyway, then Ryan's like, I should probably get to class. And she's like, yeah. Right? Is that how it ends? Yeah. And um, then they yes. smooch behind the paper. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of smooching that happens. And Seth is not there to take notes for his live journal. <laughs> so it's very sad. Was there tongue? Reader will never know. We'll never know. There probably was tongue. Um. So now we jump to Luke. Knocking on the door of the Coopers. Is that really the next scene? Yes, it is. Really? Yep. All right. I believe it. And we both fucking dropped our fucking jaws to the goddamn fucking floor. And we paused it and just stared at each other for a solid 45 minutes. You guys, Caitlin exists. It was fucking Caitlin who answered the goddamn fucking door. In the flesh. At the fucking Cooper's house. Was it the same actor? No. Did they get a new Caitlin? Yes. Okay. Um, I can't remember the name of the actress who played her in the pilot, but she, uh, the Shailene Woodley. Holy fuck, you remembered that? Uh-huh. Wow. Played her in the pilot, and it is a different girly after the pilot. Shailene Woodley had a lot of clay that she needed to eat and to prepare for meeting Aaron Rodgers eventually and to sun out her vagina, which is, these are all things. Wait, so the original Caitlin from the pilot of this show married Aaron Rodgers? No, she was engaged to Aaron Rodgers, but they never got to the altar. Oh, okay. Before what happened? Did she die? No, they broke up. Oh, okay. Probably because... Aaron Rogers is a weirdo mm-hmm. who won't get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that she believes in vaccinations either, but this is tune in for our Patreon episode where Sarah Bitch. says a lot of things about celebrities <laughs> that Evan has no idea. We would need to have a yep. Patreon or listeners <laughs> is what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> Um, anyway. That's what makes it funny. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> God damn it. Yes, tune into the Patreon. <laughs> it's $100 a month for very little. It's too late. So, Caitlin is smitten <laughs> yeah. with Luke. Yep. yep. Which gives the viewer the very uncomfortable thought that he could dick down three generations. Oh my god! Yeah. 
head. Yeah. No viewer yeah. had that thought. They absolutely Only did. you no. <laughs> looked at this child and went, what if he dicked her down? <laughs> When she was of age. That's she was the thing. That's the thing that's going to get us canceled. <laughs> but okay, to put it to put it in a more wholesome way, she has a crush. She's a crush on yeah. Luke. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. Right. Yeah, because he's tall and handsome, and he. I'm sure she used to see a lot of him when she mm-hmm. did when she uh, Marissa and Luke were dating. Because apparently she existed. I had crushes on all of my sister's friends because they were around all the time, mm-hmm. you know? So and, whatever. And they were girls. Um, so Julie comes out from the background <laughs> and is like, I thought I told you. She's not. looming. Yeah. yeah. She's like, so first, Caitlin is still there. And Caitlin uh, is very upset that her mother has loomed because she wants to continue to try and win Luke's heart. Yeah. Uh, what? She's like, Luke, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, hi, Miss Cooper. I uh, thought I'd help you. What does he say? Like, uh, install your high speed internet. Yeah. Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, Kaylin, why don't you get ready for school? Your dad is going to be here soon. There are several many references made to extremely outdated modes of technology, and we cackled. One of them is the best, though, and we'll get to that one. The DSL? No. So um, she's like, <laughs> so Caitlin leaves, and Julie's like, Luke, I thought we said you do not come to the house. We meet at the motel. Yeah, and he's like, well, you this know. This is especially important because Jimmy is coming to pick up Caitlin for dinner. <clears throat> because out of convenience, this is the episode where they have decided to be parents <laughs> to their, at least one of their children. It's all very convenient when necessary. Yes. Um, so he's like, yeah, this is the first great little innuendo. He's like, well, you know, I thought I could help you with your, I thought I could help install your DSL. <laughs> And she's like, Luke. <laughs> and that's when, uh, yeah, who should show up behind Luke? But uh, Jimmy. And he's like, uh, his face is fucking brilliant. Yes. Is is the thing you're referring to? Is it? You want to say it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to say it. Is it okay if I yes, say you it? you can say it. I'm going to do like a, like a voice, right? Is that okay? <laughs> I can do this one? Yes. If you want to do a voice, you can do it. I don't have a voice. Okay. Go I've got one locked and loaded. <laughs> so Jimmy pops in and he's like, hi, Luke. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? And Julie says, <laughs> <clears throat> He's here to defrag my hard drive. Oh my god. <laughs> the astute viewer of this television program and or listener to this podcast will recall that the seeds of doubt have already been planted in Jimmy as per the last episode and the student teacher conference that we have confirmation from an actual teacher would not have happened. Yes. But Luke was basically, like, rubbing up against Julie in the hallway last episode, mm-hmm. and Jimmy was like, question mark? Yeah, <laughs> from Breath of the Wild. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, so uh, she's like, he's here to defray the hard drive. Well, Luke, get it in there. 
<laughs> he like rushes past her. And they both kind of sprint <laughs> out of the scene. Is that how the scene ends? Uh, yeah. They, does Jimmy say anything more? I can't remember. I don't think he does. He okay. just kind of looks suspicious. Yeah. He does a lot of good face acting in the last two episodes about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a thing. It's a fucking it's thing. It's a fucking thing. Yeah, it sure is. Okay, so now we jump to the barbecue, the grilling of the swordfish. Yeah. This, this, this whole, is he grilling swordfish for the dinner party? I think they're just doing it for dinner. Okay. Um, because he asks if Teresa's coming over uh, and if he should make another swordfish, swordfish for her. Or any other assorted women who may or may not show up. Is what he says. <laughs> <laughs> Which is 10 out of 10, Sandy. <laughs> yeah. Sink the, burn. It is some great ribbing that happens in this episode. <laughs> And Ryan is like, I don't know if she's going to come. I don't think she's going to come. But then he puts a piece of fish on the grill for her anyway. Oh, what? He's like, uh, yeah, he alludes to yes. And yeah. Sandy's like, Roger, A-OK, extra grill on the way. Swordfish is maybe the most expensive fish that exists. <laughs> and just to have like extraneous cuts of it lying around <laughs> I would like to be rich is this where Sandy has the con- this is where Sandy has the conversation with Ryan yeah. because then Ryan goes to Teresa's mm-hmm. yeah so Sandy's like so about this whole thing uh, do you want my advice and Ryan sort of perches on top of it's it's tile what does he perch himself on top of we'll say tile yeah it's just like it's a, whatever um and he's like, you're going you're gonna to give it to me whether I say yes or no anywhere, aren't you? And I love Sandy's like, just like my own son. <laughs> I love, I love Sandy and Ryan. I love uh, it. I'm going to turn the light on. You talk about this conversation. Uh, Sandy is essentially like, she's not in school. She probably should be in school. <laughs> what is this going to look like for you two? You're, you're, you're gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be a thing. It's gonna be a whole thing. He's like, you better not ask if she can stay here. (laughs) That too. Yeah. Ryan's like, I would never do that. And Sandy's like, good. Cause I don't know if you know or not. Kirsten kind of gave me hell the last time that I talked about doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he essentially says, their relationship is cute and everything, but she needs to figure out her life and Ryan needs to figure out his own life. Yeah. And he mentions like, you know, she's also, she has a fiance, like that's going to complicate things. I, 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 again, this, uh, my spidey sense of someone who was involved tangentially in social work is up. Because if I was a attorney who worked with a lot of underprivileged people, right, and 
someone whom was 17 was like, oh, by the way, I'm engaged <laughs> to this. No one has a problem with this. He's just like, she's just got to figure out who she is. That's a that's a very bad Sandy Cohen voice. I apologize to Sandy Cohen. He listens Cohen. to every one of these. He does listen to every one of these episodes. But you get what I'm saying. No one has a problem with this. Everyone fucking should. Yeah. If they do have a problem and they're not making it explicit, mm-hmm. make it hypertextual. Yeah. Make it fucking at the front yep. of these concerns. Because literally no one should get married when they're 17. How old is Eddie again? He, I think canonically he's six to eight years older than she is. Okay. So bad. It bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad, not, not great. good. But yeah, you're right. Wow. That never even, that should have occurred to me that no one's like, don't you think you're a little fucking young? Um, Eddie, uh, and her, but also, yeah, like, yeah, Eddie, don't you think it's inappropriate to fucking propose to a 17 year old? Mm-hmm. That never even fucking occurred to me. Okay, sorry, keep going. Uh, they have that conversation. Ryan sort of agrees, yep. right? Yep, he makes up his mind, but then he quickly undoes it due to circumstances <laughs> later, which we will get to. Smoochum stances. Smoochum stances. <laughs> Beyond his control. He's dickmatized. <laughs> uh, All right, so in the actual Cohen Indoor Kitchen, Caleb and Kirsten are talking about the dinner menu, and Caleb is like, are you sure they're not going to have cilantro? Because I hate cilantro. And that is my one defining characteristic as a personality outside of being kind of scary. Uh, I do love the so the business in this episode. Mm-hmm. This episode is directed very, very well. And I think that's part of its charm because uh, every character has business that they're always working on, like from the tracking shot in the very beginning of the episode to this kitchen scene, because Caleb is chopping vegetables for a salad uh-huh. while he's having this conversation with Kirsten. And all those little touches just make something feel a little bit more real, you know? That also gives me a question mark over my head, though, because has Sandy, no, Sandy, Kirsten and Caleb's relationship evolved uh, really to the point where he would be cutting vegetables for his own party's salad? Why have they not? They get takeout and catering every other episode. <laughs> what are we trying to convey? About Caleb's character that he's doing this. I don't know. It makes for the funny line later where he's like, don't look at me. I'm just making a salad. (laughs) Is that why? Is that why they made him make a salad? Just for that line? It wouldn't surprise me. Do they need more of a reason? I don't think they do. They're the writers of the OC. (laughs) They need less of a reason. And they'll fucking do it. Like, fuck. So they're making the salad like pores. <laughs> and what are they talking about? Just not they're not just talking about cilantro. Do they talk about other things? I can't remember now. I think it's mostly just cilantro. Like honestly, I'm not I'm not fucking with you. Yeah. Um because then something happens. Ryan comes in. Yeah. And he's like, Hi, Mr. Nickel. And Kirsten is like, call him Caleb. Yeah. And Caleb's like <laughs> the look on his face, yeah. His <laughs> eyes both 
his eyes become tiny mouths and say, don't you dare fucking do that. <laughs> you impoverished wretch. <laughs> you gum on the bottom of my family's shoe. And there's some talk about, like, whether they can locate the 73. Yes! Mus- uh, the, 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 uh, fuck, what is it? The 73 cab? No. They're just talking about wine. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, we could do a Chardonnay. And he's like, ugh, just do the Pinot. (laughs) (laughs) Which also speaks to how rich people don't know how to do anything. Because obviously... With fish, you want white With wine. With fish, you want white wine, right? Pino, fucking Caleb. This even I know you do fish with white wine. <laughs> God, that's just because you've been around me. It's true. Kirsten's got some taste. Mm-hmm. What she says, like we're pretty through. You went. Through, I'm pretty sure you went through the seventy three at your birthday, Dad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so the 73 whatever is no more. Nope, it's gone. It's a great tra- tragedy. They're going to have to settle for the Pinot. Yeah. Also, he talks about her wine cellar. We've yet to see the wine cellar. I want to see the the Cohen wine cellar. I have a wine cellar. Is it? It's it's that <laughs> thing with three bottles over there. It, ha- it has a bottle. Uh-huh. It's got three places where a bottle could go. That is... It's the opposite of a cellar, honey. It's in front of the window. <laughs> <laughs> and it's south-facing, which gets a lot of light. So whatever wine w- we store in there is compromised. <laughs> so we are doing great. Do you want me to... I have a label maker at work. Do you want me to make a label for the wooden thing that says wine cellar? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> um, no, it has, what is the actual bottle that's in there? Let's see what it is. Oh, ow. Uh, well, it's almost empty. Oh, vermouth. It's vermouth. Okay. It's not even a fucking no. wine. So. <laughs> listener. Oh, shit. It's just dry vermouth. Listener. Here's the thing about this vermouth. Remember when there was that wholly inappropriate birthday that I had? I think that Lynn's... Uh, Bleep that name. (laughs) Blank had just started dating Blank, who did not drink. And I was like, I would like to have a home bar. Is this the oldest vermouth in the fucking world? Yes. Your father gave that vermouth to my ass. Oh, my God. You've had this vermouth since like 2014? Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Vermouth is not supposed to last that long. No! No. Should we pour it out? I can't because your dad gave it to me. Oh my god. He wouldn't even know. <laughs> He's very old and he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> anyway, I feel like we're getting a little off track. We want to keep this under three uh, hours. Fine. <laughs> Fine. So Kirsten leaves the scene to grab wine for the dinner, and Sandy comes in, and this is when Sandy and Caleb have the talk about... Take us into this talk, Kevin. Okay, Sandy comes in and is like, well, 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 if it isn't Mr. Man of the Year, looks... 
If it isn't your fucking ass. <laughs> I can't say I'm happy to see your fucking ass in my goddamn kitchen, you piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, they have like some gentle ribbing back and forth. And Caleb's like, have you considered my offer? Have you considered helping Sean? And uh, fuck, what's his nuts is like, yeah, so it turns out that uh, old Shawnee boy there had a, a very convenient uh, thing with the, that whole thing. And uh, that's super illegal and bullshit. And, uh, oh, no, that's right. No, that happens later. That happens Sandy earlier. says he's going to decide whether or not to take the case pending. This thing. Yeah. And he's if like, he I'll tell you what. This is the ultimatum, you old fuck. I will help your your, your piece of shit man uh, on one condition. You gotta tell my wife. You tell your goddamn daughter fucking everything. Everything. And Caleb is like, but Kirsten would be at risk if she was told everything. And Sandy's like, but she's would be at risk either yeah. way. She's already implicated without her knowledge or consent. Yep. So you fucking do this and I might fucking help you. And Caleb's like, I'm just making a salad. <laughs> and he's also like, I think he knows this situation sucks worse than cilantro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now we're going to visit Teresa in what should be be the mermaid inn but doesn't really look like the mermaid inn but it's the mermaid inn it's the mermaid they keep inn. showing the establishing shot of the mermaid inn so she's super fucking stoked because she's like hey i told eddie my fiance who is probably predatorying me and maybe sexual trafficking me. I'm not sure yet. Jesus Christ! Um, I'm not coming home anytime soon. This is this is the classic the classic thing where one character storms in and says, "Hey, uh, we got to talk," and then other character goes, "Okay, but here's very pertinent news that will completely change or contradict the thing that you had to." But anyway, what did you want to talk about? Yeah. Ryan wanted to tell her that she should go home and work on her life mm -hmm. with the person who is 68 years older than her that who wants to marry her. Well, you know, and also potentially like go to school. Yeah. Like a high schooler ought to do. Or get a GED. Yeah, or fucking anything. Or literally anything. Besides live in a hotel. Pissing away her money. Yep. So she's like. I did it. I'm a liberated woman. I called Eddie and I said that I'm not coming home for a long time. And she's like, why did you want to talk about it? And she's he's like, like, I feel free. Yeah. And he's like, what do you want to talk about? He's like, do, do you like swordfish? Yep. <laughs> Cut to commercial break. Uh huh. His face, of course, the facial acting, his face is like, uh, 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 and then his, yeah, his mouth is like, how do you feel about swordfish? <laughs> so, yeah, that's him inviting her over for dinner. A yep. dinner that we do not see. Yep. So, now we're at the breakfast kitchen again. The Casa de Cohen de Huevos Rancheros. <laughs> Nook de Huevos Rancheros. Nook de Huevos Rancheros. Where everyone is just super magically awake and quippy and witty. No, la, la nook de, pe, de petit déjeuner. Yes. 
Seth tells Ryan that Anna is going back to Pittsburgh, and Ryan tells Seth that Teresa is staying. And they don't know who they're talking about, so Seth is like, wait, what, she's staying? Yeah. It's the classic little who's on first. Right. Yep. But no one cares. (laughs) We just want this plot part to be over. So, what else? Oh. All right. Yeah. Seth is like, I don't want her to be leaving for me. This is just on his mind. Yeah. And this is where we get a frankly delightful exchange. I'm not self-absorbed, am I, Ryan? Right? (laughs) Me? And then he says me Me? three times. Me? 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 (laughs) And Ryan, yeah. Ryan's like, I was just thinking about Teresa. (laughs) It's pretty good. It's yeah. So now we're at some restaurant where Kirsten is dressed for a funeral, <laughs> but with like a three gems deep choker. Yeah, it's confusing. It's very we don't understand. Also, her hair uh, in this episode to me is also confusing. The I desperately want to know in what order these episodes were made for this season because everyone's hair is so dramatically different from episode to episode i mean not entirely from episode to like i'd just love to know what the production schedule for a show like this looked like yeah you know in this original season sadly i do not have the answer because seth cohen did not discuss that with pen badgley (laughs) i resent that you kept that hiccup in (laughs) Marriage counseling. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so this is it. We jump to the scene where they're back in these teen lounge at school for teens. Yep. And this is where Eddie shows up to confront Ryan about Teresa. Yes. Yes. Um... There is, I think in this scene, I think there is a brief mention of homework. Yes, because Ryan is in the lounge uh-huh. and Marissa comes in mm-hmm. and she's trying to, I don't know if she's trying to move on or if she's trying to be friends or if she's trying to still stay in his life and in a, in a, say, I kept my own hiccup. If she's trying to stay in his life as a romantic option, but she still talks to him all the time. So she comes in and she's like, hey. Working on history, huh? And he's like, yeah, the Spanish Inquisition, it's kicking my ass. And she's like, yeah, tell me about it. Right. Yes. This is the first we've heard of homework and or a class of any kind. Western Civ. Yeah. Western Civ. It's the, the topic that they are discussing. The Spanish Inquisition. Mm-hmm. And uh, Do you know what the thing is about the Spanish Inquisition? What's that? Someone had to have expected it. Some... <laughs> Uh, that's correct it's okay it wasn't that funny no i liked it i was the thing is comedy is all about what uh it's about um something about expectations it's about expecting (laughs) subverting expectations it's the bullshit that i always say at you when i make very very dumb jokes and i thought you were just gonna say no and expected it honestly but you did that i was like holy shit my expectations have been subverted that's comedy 
So Eddie comes storming into this. I this is is it prior to all of the school shootings where somebody who would not go to this school would have not been able to get into the student lounge? Were they super prevalent by 2003? When the fuck was Columbine? Oh my god, you know what I also didn't think about? What? Oh, we're gonna have to talk about the fucking airport scene. Yeah. Because that fucker is post-9-11. Yeah, it is. And he just waltzes right up to the fucking gate. Yeah. But we'll, have to, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Writers... Get on Tumblr. So there, actually, you know what? We've just answered our question. Is This could have been during Columbine, and they wouldn't have given a shit because the writers do not understand how anything in the real world operates. <laughs> they don't know how airports work. They don't know how prisons work. I'm sure they don't fucking know how schools actually work. We yeah. know they don't know how schools work. Like, Ryan was able to just waltz into a fucking records room and just open up a kid's records. Uh-huh. Because it was totally unlocked and pretty much labeled, Ryan, this is the records room. So Eddie, who is not, who is a uh, canonically like 26, mm-hmm. be very much not a student in this school, is able to gain access to the pool table lounge yep. slash Ms. Pac-Man area of this <laughs> school. The dessert, and, the dessert room. And it's like, are you sleeping with Teresa? Right. Get the, she's like, get the fuck up, you little shrimp. Are you sleeping with her? And yep. Ryan's like, what the? No. He's like, are you? You better. What? He was like, I was so good to you when you were a kid. I was so helpful to you. I did so much for you. You would better be a man and be honest with me right now. Are you sleeping with her? And Ryan goes, no. Yep. And before we can have a fisticuffs, some random teacher comes in and pulls everybody apart. Sir, this is this this lounge is for faculty and students only. He's like two feet shorter than Eddie, who could just wallop this guy if he wanted to. But Eddie has shown a great deal of restraint, all things considered, in this show so far. Yeah, there have been multiple opportunities for a walloping, uh, and they have not manifested yet. But it manifests in an excellent way. It sure in does. A few short scenes. It sure fucking does. I can't wait till we get there. So they drag him away. And Ryan sort of makes eye contact with Marissa, uh-huh. who's like, she's starting to put two and two together. That like they have, there has been smooching though, because Eddie would not be storming in if there had not been smooching. Correct. Yeah. So now we get the first scene where we want to defenestrate Seth, because he's like, he asks Anna why she is leaving, and Anna's like. I miss the seasons. I miss the whatever, the Mr. Rogers Museum. I miss this uh, flea market on Sundays. Just a bunch of things that some intern probably fucking had to look up (laughs) and list for her. Because who knows anything about Pittsburgh? Sorry to Pittsburgh. Did Wikipedia exist in 2003? I do not know. Wikipedia, get into our DMs. Here we go. No, this will be the what I Google for this episode. Okay. Here we go. Did Wikipedia exist in 2003? According to Wikipedia, Wikipedia began with its first edit on the 15th of January 2001, two days after the domain was registered by Jimmy Wales and Larry Sanger. There we go. Well, all right. So it existed in 2001. Um, Let's see what here we go. 
Was there a Wikipedia article about the city of Pittsburgh in 2003? Oh, wait, what is 2004 now? Because they had New Year's. Yeah. Here are some results from the web. Um, no, it's not going to be able to tell me that much. Okay. So, Seth is... I don't know. It's less that he's not buying this and more that he wants it to be about him. Yeah. So he's like, you should come to this party for my grandfather. And she's like, for some, whatever reason, she's like, okay, cool. Well, no, because she says, my plane leaves tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, then at least please come and say goodbye. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I'll see you then. Yeah. Yeah. And then she sort of, yeah, walks away. Mm -hmm. She does a lot of trying to avoid Seth in this episode, understandably. Yeah. There's this fun line, though, where he's she's like, and this and that, and there's uh, Mr. Donut or something. And he's like, there's no other reason. And she's like, did I mention Mr. Donut? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, nope, then no other reason. <laughs> Those are literally all the reasons. Um, uh, what happens? Okay, we're jumping to some other point in the day where Marissa is talking to Ryan at school. And she's like, I would like to be Teresa's friend. Mm. And we don't know whether this is... we. I'm, I'm less mad at Marissa in this episode than I have been in previous episodes. I want her... And also because she's... Because she's such a sponge for male opinions. Mm -hmm. Because Luke said, hey, don't try and recreate what you had previously. Mm -hmm. She seems like she's taking Luke's opinion seriously mm -hmm. and becoming Teresa's friend. Yeah, I think her point, I do like the point that she makes in this scene. Uh, she's like, I want to be Teresa's friend. And Ryan, I think Ryan says something like, do you? Uh, and she says, you know, she's like, look, I understand enough that I'm not going to be able to compete with a girl you've known since you were a kid, mm -hmm. you know? And she's like, so I, you know, yeah, I would like, I'd like to be her friend. Mm -hmm. Um, and is, is this the point where, um, she's like, you should bring her to the party. And Ryan says, I don't think she has anything to wear. Yeah. And that's how this scene ends. Yeah. Words. And I was like, I put those pieces together. Your spidey sense, spidey sense. I was like, bleep, bloop, blop, bleep, yep. blop, bloop, blorp. Foreshadowing detected. Blop, blop bloop, blorp. Blop. Foreshadowing. Yes. Bleep, blop, bleep, bloop. Yes. Blorp. Now, character Marissa Cooper gains knowledge. Character Teresa does not have gown. So she probably went and shoplifted something off screen. I can hope so. Yes. It is always good and correct to shoplift. Okay. So Sandy and Kirsten in the next scene are out by the pool and they are talking about how she doesn't want Sandy to be involved. Oh, fuck. Um, is this before? Oh, this is after her. Yes, this. Yes, of course. This is after her dinner with Caleb, uh -huh. where Caleb came clean. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love. Oh, we, yeah. We, we didn't really talk that about part. that scene. Yeah. Uh, so here we'll go over it really quickly. She's dressed like uh, she's going to a funeral. Yep. She has confusing hair. She has a confusing necklace, a, a choker. choker. Um, this scene is so great. They condense it so fast. She sits down. She's like, hi, dad. Uh, and he's like, hey, Kiki, we need to talk. And she's like, is it about Sean? And his face sort of just faces. And she's like. 
like, ha, uh, no, no, the, oh, no, that's right here. He says, like, so that, um, that hotel that he stumbled into belonged to blah, blah guy. And she's like, oh, you mean the guy that's the major lumber uh, contractor for all of our competitors? That doesn't seem like very much of a coincidence, does it? And then he's like, so turns out he's maybe stumbled into other hotels. Uh, and this time it's just he got caught. And she's like, oh, wow. OK, so what is there like <laughs> you're trying to tell me other things? Well, like it's not like extortion or racketeering, is it? And then his face just sort of faces and she's like, <laughs> oh, and then she's like, um, she's like, could this also implicate you? And then he's like, not just me. And then that's the end of that when her face sort of goes, oh, shit. Oh, also me. Oh, wait, me. Oh, wait, me. Oh, hello. <laughs> I am in this scene and I don't like it. You're even more of a fuck than I thought. <laughs> yeah, so then later on, she's by the pool and Sandy comes and's like, how's your day? And she's like, fuck my fucking dad. Yep. What a piece of shit. Yep. Oh, yeah. And she's trying to take she's trying to protect Sandy and Sandy's trying to protect her. Yep. She's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't understand what I was asking of you. Uh, and he's like, that's fine. I wouldn't have expected you to. Um, and she's like, I'm not, she's like, I'm going to pursue external counsel. I don't want you anywhere near this. Um, you know, this is, this is my own thing to fight. You know, I, I don't want you getting mixed up in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. What does he say? Oh, he mirrors exactly what the fuck she says to somebody many, many, many episodes ago when he says, I will do anything to protect my family. That's a direct quote from yeah. Kirsten. Yeah. From what's, what episode was that? I feel like she said that to Julie for weird reasons. I don't remember. I don't but remember But it's an either. exact word for word quote. Good job. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. You love this show. Uh, it's, it's sinking in there, obviously, isn't it? <laughs> Funny that we've, what, uh, every episode's generally about two, I uh, will say it's average is two, so two times 21 is 42. 42. 42 hours, roughly, we've been talking about this show. <laughs> you, you just, somehow it's, yeah, it's sinking in there. So we cut from that scene, unless you had a little more to say about it. I don't, what else no. happens? Is that really about it? That's really it. Yeah, they don't really come to a conclusion besides the fact that she doesn't want him to get involved, but he makes it clear he'll do anything to yeah, protect his yeah. family. Yeah. So now we're, uh, Seth and Summer are on the rooftop of the BMW. Yep, they're smooching. With the In N Out burgers, I'm assuming. Yep. Because that is the most quintessential California thing. California listeners, tell us whether it's in and out. Jump into our Tumblr. Jump into our Tumblr. Escape from Twitter and make a Tumblr account. (laughs) (laughs) And seek us out on Tumblr. And Cohen. 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 They're they're smooching. Summer is super into it. They're both wearing cute outfits. Uh Uh-huh. They're kind of. I noticed that Summer's outfit is sort of mirroring something Anna would wear, if not Seth. I get more Seth vibes from it than I do Anna vibes. Yeah. It would have to have five or six more layers if Anna was going to wear it. <laughs> it would have to have like a skirt over jeans and then a, more jeans over that skirt. But I'm talking about specifically um, the episode where Anna was like, oh, God, I'm dressing exactly like you, Seth. Weird. Maybe Seth just makes people dress like him when yeah. they start fucking him. Yeah. 
Although Anna never fucked him. No. I don't know. Maybe that's for the best. It's the power of the dick. <laughs> the, the teenage dick. It manifests printed shirts. Oh, God. With, like, words on them. Oh, God. Wow. You you regretted that immediately, really, didn't you? really, did. <laughs> so there's smooching, there's smooching, and there's smooching. And he pulls away and literally says something like, I wonder what Anna's doing right now or something. And Summer's like, what the entire shit? Fuck you right. fucking piece of shit. Like, yeah. This is where she brings up, you literally stood on a coffee cart last episode because of me. <laughs> right. And you're now thinking about this fucking bitch. Like uh, she says, this feels a tad self-absorbed. Yeah. And if Summer is calling you self-absorbed, <laughs> baby. Yeah, because he's like, I just don't want her to be leaving for if it's about me. Yeah. And yeah. And it's so you can't. Uh, yeah. If we are charitably reading these people as teenagers in this scene, this is where you learn you cannot have your cake and also eat it mm-hmm. as a 17 year old. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't, that everybody has that varying degrees of that realization throughout their life. That it's not always about them. Yeah. But also, you cannot have your cake and eat it too. You cannot have it both ways mm-hmm. in this situation. Yeah. So. Yeah. I char- if we're reading it charitably, he's learning that here. This, yeah. But I also feel like he's going to be a shit for the rest of the series. <laughs> How many episodes do we have left in this fucking season? There's like six. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we are taking a two-week break after a three-week break. However long it is that would double the time... That would... Four-week break. Four-week break. After the season finale? After season one. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're going to regroup. Okay. We're going to play some Breath of the Wild. We're going to record a new opening theme song. We're going to record a new opening theme song. This time on saxophones. (laughs) We're going to learn in the interim how to play a saxophone. (laughs) I'm going to buy a sub-contrabass saxophone. Perfect. That's seven feet tall. They're, they're like $42,000. I feel like this also still involves you thinking about this show. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about subcontrabass saxophones. Mm. Now you could buy like a house. No, not a house. You could buy a house in like 1942. You could put a down payment a on a house. There you go. Instead yes. of getting a subcontrabass saxophone. Yes. Also, I don't think I have the lung capacity to actually play one appropriately. I think you've got to have like really powerful lungs. Yes. You'd have to be like a Polynesian pearl diver. Call back to brunch, Mary. If you were listening to this episode, text me and be like, yeah, call back to brunch. <laughs> <laughs> brunch from four weeks ago. I totally remember. <laughs> okay. So now Ryan drops by. Oh, wait, oh, wait, real quick. Summer has, what does Summer say? Summer concludes that scene by saying something wise. She's like, if you've got to fucking tell her, then tell her, you dumbass. Yeah. But yeah, she's also like not super stoked about it. No. Um, cause fucking, um, Seth is like, well, I'm getting pretty hungry. And just basically starts eating his hamburger. No, he doesn't. He foists a hamburger 
on summer and then drinks out of his straw. Yeah. There is no eating that happens in that scene. Correct. On Seth Cohen's part. Or so, we don't really show either of them eating. They no, just for have, the sake of continuity, I don't think they do, would do anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, but he's like, I am hungry. Drink, drink. It would make it did make me want to shake though. I wanted to shake so badly when people were drinking from their straws. I wanted to shake so bad. Uh, you don't know it was a shake. No, I it probably wasn't, but in my head, I made it a shake. Oh, all right. I made it a black and white shake from Shake Shack. Black and white shake, shake, shake. Yep. Yeah. It's in your head now, right? Yeah. You sort of wanted to dip like a fry in it. Yeah, kind of. You we're eating a fucking salad tonight. Uh huh. Tragic. <laughs> Tragic. Anyway, from that scene, where the fuck do we go? Ryan drops by the Mermaid Inn. Yeah. To have a conversation with Teresa. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know how to get you a job. I don't know how to get you a place to live. And Teresa's like, it's super hot that you thought you had to take care of me. But I can take care of myself. Let's bone. Right. And she's like undressing him. Yeah. And they flop onto the bed. Yeah, and she's like, it's really nice of you to do that, but I'm going to be okay. Everything's Uh going to be okay. She's like, yeah, what? She's like, it was really nice of you to care. Sexy, even. (gasps) And they start smooshy smooching, and he's like, are we doing this? And she's like, it's It's not not like we we haven't done it before. (laughs) And then a saxophonist slides out of the... Out of the bathroom. And if we're talking about fair use, man. I'm never gonna. Oh, yeah, shit. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I should stop there. Yeah, you should stop there. Um, we can do a sub contrabass version. <laughs> Like subcontrabass can do notes that are so low you can barely hit, you can barely tell their notes. Like they I'm, mostly just feel they're just yeah, it's just like I'm not getting you a subcontrabass sex. We could not oh god, no. I'm it's not doing it. Multiple years of an income for us mm-hmm. to get a subcontrabass saxophone. To oh. say nothing of the fact that I don't know how to properly make the embouchure for a saxophone. I took clarinet in grade school, which is decades ago, obviously. Our friends gave us a trumpet, and trying to make our embouchure work on the trumpet is hilarious. Yeah, here. For anybody that played trumpet. Oh, God. Oh, we have live trumpet. This is live trumpet, everybody. Oh, God. Do not point it directly into the microphone. No, 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 no. no. How do you hold it? Oh, God. If you don't know how to hold it. Is it like this? Okay, I'm wetting my whistle, hand. <laughs> okay, there we go. You're you're better than Tom Sandoval. <laughs> That's actually the. I was expecting it to be bad, like it normally is. That's the. I mean, obviously that was bad. Like, let's not kid ourselves. That was bad. But like, that was maybe that was the best actual like tonal quality I've ever gotten out of that thing. Well, shout out to Julia for giving us a free trumpet. Thanks a lot, Julia. Thanks, Julia. She'll never listen to this show, and that's fine. (laughs) 
that's fine. Okay, so the other thing that we need to note about the the fade away and the implication that they're doing yes. the doing. Because while all the saxophonist is playing, the camera swoops out the window. And whom do we see but Guy from Six Feet Under, meaning Eddie. Oh, is he in Six Feet Under? Yes. Who did he play in Six Feet Under? He played the boyfriend of one of the sisters who was not the redhead. Okay. Yes. Okay. And he's looking at the room. And he infers by the fact that the lights have gone out. Yep. That they are doing it. Yep. And he drives away. Well, that, and you can also clearly hear the saxophone music. Yes. There's that as well. <laughs> He's like, is that, oh, fuck, is that Careless Whisper? <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> you can see the silhouette of the saxophonist <laughs> circling around them on the bed. <laughs> So then we cut to the next morning after uh, er- er- Eric Balfour is the actor's name. Eddie peels out angrily yep. from the parking lot. And we feel that there will be more to come of this anger. Perhaps uppance will come. Perhaps. We'll find out. There might be an uppance. Offenses tend to come in this fucking show. <laughs> they tend to come pretty quickly. So Ryan falls asleep after doing the doing with Teresa and wakes up the next morning and is like, oh, fuck. Unlike our prior life in Chinos, people will notice if I am not home, mm-hmm. which feels like a weird, unnecessary dig. But, you know, I'm sure he didn't mean it that way. Well, no, but I mean, it's like. Hey, people, guess what? People give a shit about me here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's both a nice thing, but also it's a little inconvenient in this circumstance because if my ass is missing in the morning, they will notice. Yeah. So he's like, hey, do you want to not come to this party because it's stupid? And she's like, why are you not inviting me to the party? Are you ashamed of me? And he's like, no, I'm not ashamed of you. I just don't think that you would have a good time at this party. And she's like, okay, then I'll come to the party. And he's like, what? And she's like, no, I'm not coming to the party. I don't even have a dress. Yep. And he's like, okay. And she's like, uh, oh, she says, I have nothing to wear. And then she's like, but you should come back to the motel after the party and we'll both have nothing to wear. (laughs) And then you can hear the saxophonist flush the toilet. Uh Uh-huh. And he goes, (laughs) so now we're at the golfing times. Yeah. We focus on a character that we've never seen before. Uh, It's not a golf course. It's a, it's a, um, what do they call (laughs) it? Driving range. Driving range. Thank you. And this guy is driving. Yep. And so there's a lot of implications that someone at the DA's office is going to give Uncle Sean a deal. Well, I mean, okay, right. Well, we haven't even introduced who the fuck else walks walks into the scene here. Oh, Sandy. There we go. Sandy walks in with his golf clubs. Who else would it be? And he's like, hey, because it's the DA yep. that is golfing. Yep. And he's like, hey, fancy seeing you here. And the DA is like. also perhaps the first black character with speaking lines <laughs> more than one sentence. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the DA is like. So that's fun. Going. I'm sure it's not a coincidence that you're putting next to me today or driving next to me today. 
and Co- Sandy Cohen is like, who, me? <laughs> well, I'm just a little scamp. And he does little Bugs Bunny and drag eyes. <laughs> <laughs> right? And uh, the DA is like, well, it's very serendipitous that you're here because we were thinking of giving your, di- your client a deal. And then we start talking in very several layers of innuendo. Yeah, because Sandy's like, he's not my client. I don't know what you're talking about. But do tell me about this deal <laughs> just out of curiosity. <laughs> I love a deal. <laughs> On my days off, I watch Let's Make a Deal. I was going to say, uh, one of my favorite shows is Let's Make a Deal with Ali Mandel. If, we, if he were to make a deal with somebody, uh, what do you think that, that deal would be? <laughs> Right, and the DA is like, well, you know, if he talks, that if he if he if he tells us everything about who who is paying his bills or who is like signing his checks, yeah, then we'd be willing to give him a deal. We'd be a, a plea bargain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what does he compare the Newport Group to? Oh, uh, it's do it's um, California's Enron. Yes. 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 Timely reference. What's up? Are you okay? Yeah. Is it raining? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> this has been a rain break. Aren't <laughs> <laughs> you glad we watched the OC? <laughs> so yeah, Sandy's like, but if the defendant suddenly dropped the charges, then there'd be no reason for you to continue pushing Shaughnessy. Isn't that correct? And the DA's like, yeah, but there's literally nothing that would stop the defendant from pressing charges, so I don't know why you're talking about that. And Sandy's like, just looks like I can't hit any of these damn balls today. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) And he nopes the fuck out of there. This is where, okay, I fully did not understand that this was a driving range, and I was just like... He's just put his balls on the golf course and he won't go get them. And now he's leaving. (laughs) And I don't understand. (laughs) We don't. We're not bougie enough to get golf. We don't know how golf works. No. What golf? (laughs) Golf what? Um, Okay. Much. (laughs) So we're back in the Cohen kitchen. And all of the cater waiters, of whom Teresa has the day off from being a part of? She, what? Yeah, one of the things she says when she's sort of not being invited or like being fake invited is like, yeah, I guess it might be weird if one of the caterers is suddenly one of the guests. Yeah. And Ryan's like, that's not what I'm saying. And she's like, mm, kind of feel like that's kind of what you're saying, though. Yeah. Mm, kind of feels like you're embarrassed of me. Mm, yeah. Is it because I'm brown? Mm. Ah. Anyway. Yeah. So all of the servants, for lack of a better word, are fucking running around them. And Seth and Ryan are essentially recapping their respective girl problems. And uh, Ryan is like, Seth, you should just tell Anna what you're thinking. And this is the first time the actual phrase is in vino veritas. But the way that Seth says it is in Veritas Vino, which is actually kind of clever because it's implying that he's going to drink a lot first and then tell the truth, Mm -hmm. which is this show is officially condoning 
underage drinking. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We started this show with Ryan trying to get his seven and seven and not being allowed to do so. Uh-huh. And now Seth and Cohen. Then, what did I, there was Coors Light. Yes, but that wasn't um, a, that wasn't adult or guardian pr- approved. Mm. The Coors Lights were all happening at the the parties. Yeah, that hey, ha- ha- not Haley, Kaylee, Kylie, Mud- Muntley, Muntley. <laughs> Who was the one that wanted Luke and ended up getting Luke and Tijuana? Holly, Holly. It was all at Holly's house. Monthly. <laughs> anyway, so the Coors Light was all um, not 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 elusive. Um, what's the word that means? Not lurid. What's the word that means like um, illegal? Um, illicit. Illicit. Thank you. Illicit Coors Lights. Um, so this is the first, uh, to my knowledge, this is the first underage drinking that happens in full view of parents and guardians. And apparently they don't try and stop Seth. No. From just drinking. I mean... It is my personal opinion that if kids were introduced to alcohol in a healthy way mm-hmm. with parents present, like, mm-hmm. hey, what did you think of that? There might be a lot fewer interest instances of underage drinking and adult alcoholism in this country. Right. It almost feels like abstinence-only education in any regard yeah. doesn't actually serve youth. Yeah. Yeah. But this also kind of creates the mystique around underage drinking that it will solve your problems and make you able to be a truth teller Mm -hmm. under a circumstance in which you would not be able to truth tell. So I feel like Big Big Alcohol TM sponsored this episode. Yep. Yes. So now Marissa drops by the uh, Mermaid Inn. To show Teresa all the dresses that she shoplifted. <laughs> that we're hoping she shoplifted. Uh, to have a dress to wear to this party. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still not clear on Marissa's motivations, but we want to think that she's being genuine. I do think she is. Yeah. I honestly do think that she is. I think that she took Luke's, like you said, she is a sponge for male's opinions. Yeah. So she took Luke's thing to heart and she's like, all right, then I might as well fucking befriend this bitch. And for a person who has supposedly been through as much as she has and like is as street wise, question mark, as she is, she's done a lot of drinking and a lot of running around and a lot of like youth hijinks Mm -hmm. she lacks guile Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. she's very credulous Mm -hmm. is the word i want to use so they're like teehee and i'm sad that i was deprived of a mall trying on clothes montage yeah but for the sake of pacing i think this is the way it had to be if it was a film adaptation they would have done that yeah we do get the reveal at the party yes so now we're at the party and Seth's torso somehow looks longer in a button down and a blazer. A blazer. Yeah. I think it's because he doesn't t- fucking he doesn't tuck, tuck, tuck it in. in. Yeah. So it just lengthens him even more. And he looks like a kid playing dress up in his dad's overcoat. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised he doesn't like topple over. Which, okay, so maybe the stylists actually did that on. I'm going to give the stylists a little bit more credit here than we have in days past. 
because at one point, on multiple occasions actually in this scene, Caleb Nichol is like, and my grandson, who's the future of the company. Yeah. Uh, right? Because this is the big party. So Caleb Nichol is getting his photograph taken by all of the various publications. Oh, and this is where he says, you're going to grow out of comic books eventually. And Seth is like, nah. Yeah. He's like, you'll grow out of comic books one of these days and into getting rich. And Seth's like, nope. Um, but so Seth, it's important that Seth looks painfully uncomfortable while Caleb Dickel has his arm around him and is smiling. Um, so maybe actually what this, what this terrible outfit does is it shows that Seth is a kid, you know, um, and that, you know, he'll, he'll probably have little to no interest in actually taking over this company. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, okay, this is the party. We're at the party now. We're at the party. Summer and Ryan are talking. Do you need to pause? Do you need to do a snack pause? Oh, you, you don't think that this... No, I don't. I'm having a chocolate egg. I'm not going to talk about who the manufacturer of it. Look, it's it's ASMR now, Okay. I'm leaving it in. It's the, all staying in. The manufacturer of this anonymous chocolate egg has made a chocolate egg that is far inferior yeah. to the chocolate, the seasonal chocolate eggs of yesteryear. Yeah, this one just like... Also, this one might have like fat bloom. Is that plastic or fat bloom? Uh, maybe. It's not plastic. It wouldn't be plastic, right? Well, I'll eat it. And if I get really sick, I'll sue. Home. <laughs> so we're at the party. All right. So Summer and Ryan are having a conversation and Summer is trying to ride a little bit for her girl, Marissa. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, okay. So Oliver happened, but she has a really good heart. And Ryan, Ryan is ping ponging between these girls in a way that I do not like. And I'm just like, go to fucking Joshua Tree and figure out who you are. Take some ayahuasca. Have some weird mushroom tea. (laughs) Yes, canonically, your brain is 17 in this show. But I don't care because nothing else in this show makes sense. (laughs) I just want everyone to find themselves and be cool and then find a partner. I do like it. When Summer and Marissa are being friends on the show, though, yeah, I always like that. Yeah, and I I like it less than you because it's so transparent. Like when it's for convenience uh-huh. of the plot. You know what? Beyond that, I like it when characters on this show interact with other characters that aren't their significant other. Yeah, is this the show's version of the Bechdel test? I don't know. Like. Anytime, like, Seth would communicate and interact with Marissa or Summer with Ryan. Yeah. Like, those are interesting interactions to me. Yeah. You know, because all the interactions where there isn't quote-unquote sexual tension yeah. are much more interesting to me than the, uh, than, the, than the reverse. Okay, but this specific interaction does not count as uh, sexual tension-free, not because Summer has sexual tension with Ryan, but she's trying to rub the flint of the sexual tension with Marissa on behalf of Marissa. I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. I think that's stretching. Well, you're wrong. And I'm, that's fine. <laughs> I'm here to be wrong. I've said it before many a time. 
Okay, Anna comes into the party. Oh, wait, Marissa and Teresa come in together after yep. they were talking about how neither one of them is probably going to show up. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> they both fucking show up together. Uh-huh. They're basically holding hands. Yeah. And uh, Seth, uh, Ryan is like, my boner is confusing. <laughs> he doesn't know what way to point. Little <laughs> 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 question mark appears above his, his boner. Yep. Boop. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, then Anna comes into the party and decides that she cannot talk to Seth, who has been pulled away to take pictures with Caleb. Mm-hmm. And she's watching him get his picture taken, and she's like, Ryan, can you just give this certainly not Chekhov's card? This um, this pink sparkly this pink envelope. sparkly envelope to Seth later. Can you just give it to Seth? Can you give it to Seth? It's obviously been perfumed and sealed within kiss. <laughs> and she and Summer have a nice little interaction. Yep, they call each other Rose and Blanche. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to miss you. And Anna's like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to miss you. The show has not given us an indication that in real life... At this point, they would actually miss each other. Mm-hmm. They're just doing a heartstrings tug. They are. If they, uh, with a, with a you know sad minor key background, I don't know string section mm-hmm. or fucking whatever. I gotta say, the actor that plays Anna does a really good job in this episode. Yeah, she does a lot of really very convincing facial sadness. Yep. In this episode, and now she is a mega freak. God damn it. Yep. God. Damn it. Yep. Makes me angry. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. They would have shown literally anything about these characters interacting in any previous episode to yep. make us believe that they're actually sad about her leaving. Yeah. So she gives the card to Ryan and Ryan promises to pass it on to Seth and blah, blah, blah. Ryan visually, this is important, puts the card in the inside pocket of his blazer. Yep. Or his dinner jacket or whatever. Surely this will not be important later. Spoiler alert, it turns out to be important later. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So now we have Sandy and Caleb talking about how Sandy can make everything go away if Caleb pays off the guy who is suing him. Yeah, so what? Uh, the the guy's lumber company will need to be the sole lumber provider for the next really big development in the Newport group. Uh-huh. They're not going to pay wholesale prices, but that will make this go away. Uh-huh. And Caleb's like, ah, I knew you could do it. Uh-huh. What's it feel like coming down in the dirt with the rest of us? And Sandy sort of looks like he wants to throw up. Yep. yep. And no, this is also interesting. Sandy is wearing all black in this scene. He has a black shirt, like a black button-down dress shirt, black overcoat, black slacks, black socks, black shoes. And it's very striking with his his dark hair, his dark eyebrows. Like It's because he has made a deal with the deal. Yeah, like really. I think the costumers are having a good time here and showing. Because I'm pretty sure for most of the episode, he's wearing a blue shirt. Um, and now he's in all black from head to toe. So I think this, after this in quick succession, is 
the part where Luke comes up to Julie when she's at like a buffet. She's table at the bar. Whatever. Yeah, she's at the bar getting a drink. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Sorry. Uh, yeah, he sidles up behind her. I don't remember specifically what he says, but it's just like your butt looks great. No. Okay, this is what happens. She's at the bar. Um, he sneaks up behind her, and he's like, you know, oh yeah, he sneaks up behind her. He goes, "You look so hot," <laughs> and she's like, "Luke, we're in public," <laughs> and he's like, "I know, it's just." And as he starts kind of moving away, he's like, "Dad ass." <laughs> he does he say ass? I don't I think remember. he says your ass. Maybe. He's, but he says, yeah, it's either like dead ass or he says your butt or something like that. I think uh-huh. he says your ass, though. Yeah. And then as he's moving away, he very gently, just barely touches her arm uh-huh. and then moves away. Uh-huh. And then we rack focus. On Jimmy. <laughs> and I just laugh we, and laugh and laugh. We had a few good cackling moments. Yes. In this scene. Yes. It was great. Some of the camera work here is very funny. And and Jimmy, you know, Jimmy is correct here. He's like, you know, I hope this isn't happening. Because if it was happening, it would devastate state your daughter and she's like i don't know what you're talking about and he's, and he's like, like great like, cool. great good <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and this is where we jump to punchland yeah yep. so okay caleb is give it's all right it's caleb's speech yep that he's been talking about all episode he's like duh. these things are all just pwn dog and pony shows yep they gets up to the speech and he's like the riviera club is uh, the river the riviera magazine is one of the great publications of newport and california yada 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 while he is giving They're his the speech. greatest publication of the zip code. <laughs> five, 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 five. <laughs> um, so as he's speaking, we hear his speech in the background while some characters are rushing around. Um, he's like, I couldn't do it without my family. And uh, he calls Kirsten up and he calls Seth back up again. And they stand next to him sort of awkwardly. Notably does not call Sandy. No, obviously he does not call Sandy, who just bailed his ass out. Uh-huh. Um, and who has also made a spectacle of him, Caleb, at par- parties previously. Yes, and also took his ass to court and won against uh-huh. him. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now Eddie has been led into this party. And... starts confronting Teresa and doing the thing where he's grabbing her arm menacingly. He's like, let's come, please, can we just go talk? And she's like, we've got nothing to talk about. She yanks her arm out of his grasp, but he's like, please, I just, we need, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Ryan sees this in a distance. He rushes up. He touches Eddie's. Eddie's like, don't you fucking touch me. Uh Uh-huh. He's like, you're, oh, he pushes him back a little bit and he's like, you are, what, he says something like, you are very lucky I don't kick your ass right now. And he towers over Ryan. Let's If yeah. you haven't seen this show, which you probably have, but if you haven't, Eddie is a very imposing figure. He's a good foot taller than Ryan is. He's, he's much broader. Um, in the show, he does read as older, even though Ryan is 27 in this fucking show. Um, 
So yeah, he's like, Teresa, please, can we talk? She's like, yeah, no, I'm in the and there's a party and a pretty dress and I'm not coming back to Gino. And then Ryan moves forward again and we move to Punchtown. Punchtown. Punchtown and I have complained for multiple episodes now that I always think someone's going to get thrown in the pool and no one gets thrown in the pool. Guess who gets thrown in the pool, everybody? Ryan. Ryan. In his full suit. It's a pretty decent fight. So Eddie punches him uh, really hard. He kind of comes back. They land on a couple of the Yes, they break a bunch of tables. One of them is full of crudités. Yeah, so he punches Ryan, who crashes through a crudite table. Ryan jumps up, tackles him from behind into another table of, like, glassware, smashes all the glasses. They're tussling. As they're tussling, they smack in. They smack into one of the waitstaff, yep. who, like, falls head over ass into another table and uh-huh. smashes. It's all very slapstick. It's fucking great. Caleb yes. Nichols like, what the blazes is going on over there? <laughs> and I wish I would have clocked Seth's face because I'm sure Seth was probably just like, oh, this is pretty normal, actually. I think he says. No, someone says. Someone's like, yeah, oh, it happens at the scene with Teresa yeah. when she returns the dress. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, so the fight continues. Ryan ends up in the pool. Um, is it Sandy that tells Eddie, you better get out of here before the police come? Luke. 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 Interesting. Kind of pulls everybody apart and is like, get the fuck out of here. Before the police come. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh-huh. Eddie dashes off. Um, he screams that this is not over. Yeah. He's like, you're dead. You're fucking dead. I think it's the exact speech from uh, the Breakfast Club, possibly. Okay. Someone screams, you're fucking dead at someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we hold on Ryan Atwood spitting water out of the pool. While his tie is floating in front of him. Uh-huh. Commercial break. Uh-huh. And if we recall from 10 minutes ago when we mentioned this, the note from Anna is in the suit jacket yep. upon one Ryan Atwood. So when we come back from commercial, Ryan has a big bag of ice on his eye. Sandy's like, that's going to be one hell of a shiner. Looks good on you. Yeah. Then he excuses himself because he says, like, there's a tussle or something in the men's room or something like that. Yeah, it's a very weird line. I don't understand where it came from. I do also want to note that we are apparently in Ryan's character development past the uh, stage where they keep insisting he should not punch. (laughs) And also, however, he did not throw the first punch. He did not. He was defending his ass. Yep. Yep. So, um, so, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, nursing his eye. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth comes up and is like, Ryan, you got to help me. Uh, we got to go to the airport. I got to tell Anna that she shouldn't leave. No. Oh no, that's right. Yes, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, uh, he's actually like, he gives her the note. He yeah. Her the yeah. Seth is like, I'm that. surprised Anna didn't come. Yeah. And then Ryan's like, oh, it turns out she did. Here's the note. Yes. Yep. Yes. And then he's like, oh, it's all wet. I can't even read it. Yeah. Yep. And he storms off. Mm-hmm. And then, yes. Uh, do, does Teresa talk with Ryan? I can't remember. No. Okay. Then we move off to the next area. Seth is desperately trying to read the note. Summer says it should not matter what it says because yep. he is with Summer, who, as we will recall, is quote, end quote, end game. 
Yeah. He named a boat after her. Right. But because his ego is the size of Kansas City, Kansas. Yep. He wants everything to be about him. He wants Anna leaving to be about him. And he wants... This does track for a certain kind of teenage boy Mm. for me, I think. This is very believable. This is where she says, just a moment ago, you were confessing your love on the table. And now now it's all about her. This is where she sort of capitulates and is like, yes, now... Sorry, it wasn't the earlier scene. The earlier scene on the car just ended with him being like, shut up and eat this hamburger. Um, This one, she's like, well, then if it's so fucking important to you, go fucking to the airport and tell her not to fucking go. And he's like, yeah, you're right. And he that's where he goes to Ryan. He's like, we got to fucking, you got to take me. Because he's had three glasses of champagne, so yes. he can't drive. Which is good on the show for not introducing a drunk driving subplot yes. this early in the um, series. And Teresa's like, yeah, you should go. And Ryan's Summer. like, Yo, uh, Teresa, too, is like, you should go. Because she's hanging out with Ryan. Oh, okay. And Ryan's like, you'll be at the hotel when I come back, right? And she's like, yeah, you should go, though. That's right. Her flight's going to be leaving. Yeah. And we don't believe her for a goddamn second. We certainly do not. So Caleb makes a pass at Julie as the party (laughs) is coming to its natural conclusion. Um, Get it, Julie. Get all of the, <laughs> the 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 old dick, the Get young that, dick, right. the <laughs> all the dicks. <laughs> and Kayla's like, I made a mistake. I miss you. And it's not a booty call because they're at a party. Mm-hmm. So she says, plan a proper date, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So Caleb is left to wonder what a proper date is and will probably end up asking Kirsten at some point. Question. So topic for conversation. So do we believe Julie? Do we think that Jimmy saying this had better not be happening? What I think is happening. Do we think that him having suspicions is actually getting to Julie and she's going to actually pursue a relationship with Caleb again to put the kibosh on her, whatever the fuck she's doing with Luke. Or do we think she's just stringing him along? I think it's meant to be unclear. Yeah. At this point. Okay. I think Julie is once again out for Julie. Mm-hmm. Julie has cared little to know what Jimmy has had to think about anything. Yeah. Has had to think, has thought. Yeah. About anything. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. All right. Yeah. I guess it is left ambiguous on purpose, isn't it? Yes. So we're with the boys. Uh, I'm going to show you this GIF set because I didn't pick this up, but the um, website recap that I'm using for reference, snarksquad.com. Thank you. Shout out. Um, This is a direct callback to the Tijuana driving scene. The scene where they go... Oh, yes, it is. So you got to look at it and tell me what's happening. Okay. Um, So in the Tijuana driving scene, uh, Seth says, I'm going 70 in a 65. Uh, Summer says 80 is the new 70. So then in this scene, uh, Ryan says, um, I'm going 75 and a 65. All right. And Seth says, I'm, uh, everybody knows 80 is the new 75. 
Wow, it is a direct callback. Uh-huh. Seth says in the conversation in Tijuana, what who talks like that? <laughs> Ryan in this episode says what who talks like that? <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! Summer says, what's up with the AC? My hair is frizzing out. I look like Howard Stern. <laughs> In this episode, uh, Seth says, what is up with the AC? My Jufro is frizzing out. I look like Screech. Um, she's like, what is this music? And Seth says, do not insult Death Cab. And in this scene, uh, uh, Seth says, what is this music? And Ryan says, do not insult Journey. All right. <laughs> wow. Incredible. Right? I did not even clock that. Shit. This show do be making references to its own self. Also, canonically, Ryan loves Journey. I like that that's a constant. I like it, too. I enjoy that. I like it, too. Okay, so now this is where Teresa comes, to, while they're driving to the airport, Teresa comes to drop off the uh, dress that she borrowed from Marissa at the bachelor, sad bachelor pad of sad. Mm-hmm. And Teresa's like, oh my God, I can't believe there was such a huge fight at a fancy party. And Marissa's like, you'd be surprised <laughs> how often this happens. <laughs> um... And Teresa says she's leaving and says, please take care of Ryan. And there is really no protest or competition from Marissa. It looks at one point like she's going to be like, no, don't go. But then she's like, but wait. <laughs> now I can has the Ryan all to myself. Um, so now we are at Kirsten and Sandy. And no, no, no. We're at the airport first. We are at the airport? Yeah, we're at the airport first. We end with Kirsten and Sandy. No, wait. No, you're right. I, I apologize. We we end at the airport. I'm so sorry. I think it's... I was going to say, I think it's the other way around. Yeah, I'm so sorry. It's the other way around. It's fine. This is a drinking game. Whenever you think that something happened out of order, when it's actually in the order that I'm describing, you have to drink. Well, I have nothing in front of me. I finished my you, juice. You, the, the listener... Oh, okay. Listeners, get into our Tumblr and tell us how drunk you are. This would be the first time this has ever happened. Literally ever. Every other time, <laughs> it's you're in the wrong and I'm in the right. Truly. So Kirsten thanks Sandy for everything that he did. And Sandy still looks like he kind of wants to throw up and is not super happy with himself. Um, Sandy is saying that his family comes before his convictions and Kirsten says she's rather go to jail than get him mixed up in all of this. And this is where we get the exchange. <laughs> Sandy says, oh, I'd rather send you to jail than get into bed with Caleb. Mm -hmm. um, and then he also says, anyway, if anyone's going to be putting you in handcuffs, it's going to be me. Wow! And then the saxophonist from earlier sneaks out of their bathroom. And then it's a, yeah, he's got a deeper saxophone this time. So now we're at the airport. Yeah. And in 2003, set one Seth Anthony, Lady Gaga Cohen. <laughs> 
is sprinting with Bittorsodly through the airport. <laughs> and this airport is tiny. There's yeah. like two terminals. I mean, we can assume that Orange County has its own dedicated airport. But wouldn't it be pretty fucking big? California's pretty fucking big. Okay, but you're thinking of like LAX. Okay. Yeah. If Orange Orange County is a relatively small suburb, they're extraordinarily wealthy. They would absolutely have their own airport and it would have two terminals. All right. All right. Benefit of the doubt given. So he's sprinting through and he's like, Anna, I read the letter. I love you. No, no, no. He's like, I read the letter. You love me. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she's like, Cohen, I love you as a friend. Yeah. He's like, oh, it doesn't say Azerbaijan. (laughs) She's like, no, dummy. I love you as a friend. She's like, I'm going because I have to go. I have to just, I can't. I thought I could make a home here, but I can't. He's like, but you don't go, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, she says something along the lines of, we may not have worked out now, but maybe we'll work out someday, which which kind of belies the fact that she, she says that she loves him as a friend, but she also really wanted to dick that down. Mm-hmm. Get the dicking down. Yeah, she did. Whatever. She did. So it's pretty sad. Yeah, and again, the actor does a fantastic job. It's too bad she's a mega idiot now. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's a like 50-50 chance. You live long enough, you're either a mega idiot or you're, you know, burning down the Kremlin. Sure. Yeah. It's that's it. Those are your options. Those are your options. <laughs> there are no others. But there's also the exchange, um, He's she's walking through the line and he's still trying to get her attention and like banging up against the glass and shit. It's very, very love actually. Oh, for sure. And you're like, the writers had the power to make this turn out literally any other way. Mm -hmm. What the shit? It yeah, and he's uh, he's like, what am I gonna do without your infinite wisdom? Who am I gonna play Django with? And she says, she turns around and says, and her eyes are shining with tears. She says, what does she say, Evan? Confidence, Cohen. Yeah. Yep. And the audience is like. Right. Yeah. And it's very sad. Um, it's, it's, it's a really good delivery. Yeah. Of that line. No, it's really good. Yeah. So that happened. Now Ryan is going to Teresa's motel mm-hmm. and he peeks through the window, mm-hmm. which is mysteriously open. I wouldn't open it if I were a housekeeper. I wouldn't want people looking at my shit, but whatever. For plot convenience, it's open. And he realizes that Teresa is also gone. Yep. Hence the writer's favorite thing. The wordplay, there are two goodbye, goodbye girls because they both left. This show, absolutely, this show never saw an opportunity to have parallels in a plots and b plots that it did not take advantage of. It's true. I'm surprised fucking Kirsten didn't leave Sandy in this episode. <laughs> surprised they didn't take every girl character and have them leave. Yeah, I mean. 
who would Ryan be shirtless in front of? <laughs> Me. You're, you're not in this show. Aren't I, though? <laughs> and then suddenly a projector comes down from you? the ceiling and I go... Slide one in the background of scene A, B. There I am. Shirtless in the mall. Shirtless in the mall? I don't know. That would at the very least be cold. <laughs> Not in California. Malls were, no, malls oh, I were heavily. Ve- sure, very acid. Yes. Yes. And that's the end of that episode. No, 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 It isn't? No, because now we're at the part where Ryan and Seth are on the bench on the waterfront. That's right. Eating pizza. Oh, my God. They're both eating pizza. And we had vegan pizza yesterday, and it made me... Don't eat vegan pizza. Yeah, no. It's, like, the vegan cheese was just very, bad. very gummy. It's still the bad. The texture of it is very, very bad. <laughs> And I was looking at them eating real cheese pizza, and I was jealous. Yep. Reader, I was jealous. So Ryan says, well, at least we have each other. Seth says, well, actually, I have Summer now. <laughs> but I'll I'll put a little Seth Ryan time on the books. <laughs> and they say, thanks, buddy. That's quality time. And that is the end of the That episode. is the end of the episode. Okay. And they make jokes about as the camera is panning away and the uh, credits are happening. They're like, what do you think Luke is doing? Is he shaving his chest hair? <laughs> with, with a buck knife? With a buck knife. Is he discovering fire? <laughs> Don't be mean to Luke. <laughs> Little do they know, <laughs> Luke is probably fucking Miss Cooper. Right now. At that second. Okay, heroes and villains. Uh, Yeah, I think in the middle of the episode, when we were paused one of the times, I was like, I'm getting a lot of heroes this episode. Like, this episode is giving heroes. It's giving hero. Um, I think my heroes of the episode are Sandy for good dad conversations and uh, debasing his moral code for his family. Um. I think a hero for me is also Luke for giving good advice uh, and for making a woman of a certain age feel attractive uh, and, you know, enjoy her sexuality, you know. Um, Hero of the episode, Caitlin, for not being dead and buried in a bitch like a ditch like Shelley Miscavige. Buried in a bitch. Um, Yeah, those are my uh, those are my in order of hero-ness. Caitlin is the lowest hero. Herosity? Yeah, the herosity, yes. Then Luke is the next hero, and then my primary hero is Sandy. Okay. Mostly for good dad convo and uh sticking 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 his neck out for his fam. And for the funny the funny conversation with the DA over golf balls. I'm a broken record, but Sandy for the exact same reasons. And yep. also because I would let him put me in handcuffs. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I feel like I feel like he knows how to safely administer uh, restraints uh-huh. in a way that's not going to damage your circulation or your nerves. Yeah, yeah. He would have researched that shit exactly. He prior, cares. prior, yeah, to the widespread use of Wikipedia. Yeah, no, he would have known that shit for sure. For sure, villains go first. He would have gone to a munch. <laughs> yes, he would have. Yeah. Yes, yes, villain. I want us. I think we haven't seen the last of Teresa. 
No, I don't think we have either. I think she's up to something sneaky. She's your villain? That's very interesting. Caleb is my villain. Uh, I know that that's low-hanging fruit, but he's a jackass. I also hate women. <laughs> We've been over this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's totally valid if she's your villain. I just, I'd love to know your reasoning behind it. I think she's up to something sneaky. What do you, what could possibly be she? You have seen this before. Are you alluding to something? Are you doing spoilers? In this episode, In this did ep- she do anything villainous? Yes. Explain. No, really, explain. <laughs> I would love to know. Oh, you're just being a goof. You're being a goof. Are you just being a goof? <laughs> You're just being a goof. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I, 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 no, I can't actually villainize her because her whole situation, her whole circumstance is fucking fucked up. Yeah. Like, ostensibly, she's getting a job. No, no, no. I can ascribe some villainy to Teresa. Her reason for dropping out of school and getting a job was to help her family. Mm-hmm. And then she decides to fuck off and live in the OC. Mm-hmm. And she makes no mention of like funneling money home for her mom or whatever. Yeah. She has completely abandoned her principles for she, she's she's as we say, dickmatized. Yeah, for that dick. Yep. It's for that dick. Yep. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm sticking with Caleb because I think he's an asshole. Yeah. I think he's endangering uh, his family, and now he's brought Sandy into the whole affair. And you also want to hit it, though. I mean, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, why are you wasting your time with Julie Cooper? She wants nothing to do with you. (laughs) Caleb. Daddy. Daddy K. (laughs) Daddy bad. (laughs) Daddy. Bad daddy. <laughs> yeah, so there we have it. Episode 21 in the books. In the books. So now that we have... Uh, so, okay, I'm curious to know what's going to happen in 22. Um, we uh, Unresolved storylines. So we've... I think that the thing with Caleb is still unresolved, largely because now Sandy has stuck his net out. And he said... Uh, he said as much. He said, I've tampered with a witness. I've falsified evidence or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so now Sandy is no longer the pretty sparkling clean um, defender that he used to be. Um, so I'm sure that is absolutely going to continue to be a plot point. Ah, there is still unfinished business with Julie and Luke. Mm-hmm. I will very much wonder if they will manage to keep that a secret or if they will completely devastate Marissa. It's very the Chekhov's Jimmy, isn't it? It really is. Yes. Yes. Are we referring to Luke's penis? I'm assuming that's what the Jimmy is in this. No, Jimmy is in the fucking character, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy knows something. He suspects something. Julie has admitted to nothing. And he has no hard evidence, if you know what I mean. (laughs) He only has an inkling at this point. Okay, so also, I do want to point out that this is exceptionally bad parenting on Jimmy's part. How's that? Because as an adult who is a parent to someone the same 
age as Marissa. Mm-hmm. Why is he putting all of the onus on Julie? Why is he not taking Luke aside and going, knock it the fuck off, you <laughs> fucking weirdo? Stop dicking my ex. Yes. <laughs> or stop being weird around my ex. Yeah. She's... Marissa's mother. She's literally old enough, literally old enough to be your mother. Yes. <laughs> and I understand how sexy that is, kid. I understand how sexy that is. But this is not AO3. This is the real world. Technically, this is child abuse. It's technically child abuse. There's a free spot in Marissa's former therapist schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take your ass to therapy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Stop taking my ex. Stop taking my ex. So, yeah, I'm assuming these are some things that we'll most likely be dealing with next episode. And I'm very curious to see how it continues to unfold. Next episode is where they all go to Paris. <laughs> For real? Completely unrelated. No. It's just a bottle episode in their <laughs> Paris hotel. There's like a lockdown of like hoof and mouth or something like yes. that. <laughs> and it's just flashbacks to earlier episodes. Uh-huh. Boy, do you guys remember when? It's like the clip episode before yeah. uh, the season finale of Drag Race that they used to do. <laughs> California, Sarah. California, Evan. You just listened to Orange You Glad We Watched the OC, the show about watching and talking about the OC. Recorded in Guest Bedroom Studios. Hosted by Sarah and Evan. Original concept and discussion questions by Sarah. Audio recording and engineering and editing by Evan. Please give this podcast as many stars or thumbs up as the platform you're listening to it on will allow you to give us. Copyright 2023. 